Hello, hello, and welcome to the 129th episode of the Mostly Soccer Podcast. Today is Tuesday, October 20th at 4.19 p.m. sharp. My name is Michael J. Dalo, and today I'm here with Jimmy. Jimmy what today? Jimmy Victory. Jimmy Victory. No, I don't like that. It's victory over you. <laughs> it, it's it's revenge for the FA Cup semifinal. It was you ran away and did not allow us to do a quick reaction podcast. You ran with your tail between your legs to Vermont. Oh, God. Jimmy, that was... We're going to get into that game, but it was just a terrible match all around. Oh, it was a dud. And it to, was an absolute dud. And to be Jimmy Victory on a day where I think Gavin already gave you a name. Did he? Jimmy something because oh, you, you put out a uh, a vicious tweet. Oh, <laughs> an accurate treat. 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 It was a treat. It was, it was a, a treat. treat to the anti-Liverpool uh, people, but maybe not to the Liverpool fans. And we'll get to that too. We'll get to Jimmy's uh, tweet that stirred up a little bit of emotion on Twitter. But before we do any of that, Jimmy, before we get to the soccer, another another interesting week, another few games that threw us for a loop, specifically in London. Um, let's talk about the other football for a second because we have something that we need to hash out here. Yeah, controversy, controversy. Churchy, yeah. churchy. <laughs> Treats and controversies uh, have been occurring. So let's get into it, Jimmy. Fantasy football. I was offered a trade. Yes. Offered a trade. The trade was offered to me. Mm-hmm. Trade was offered to me by another player in the league who paid to get in the league. Two consenting adults. I'm going to let you finish. He sent me a I'm trade. I'm not going to kind you. I'm going to let you finish. But <laughs> Beyonce had the greatest trade I was in sent. I was sent a trade in fantasy football. It was brought to a group text. It was vetoed unanimously. Mm-hmm. And I was accused of collusion. Rightfully so. Here's what okay. I'll say. Let me paint the picture for people. Mm-hmm. So this is a longstanding league. A, tra- a founding fantasy football league. Longstanding tradition. A new member was brought into the league this year. Friend of yours. Good man. A good person. Someone I like very much. Someone who has helped us make this podcast sound like an actual real podcast. Right. Um, but brought into the league by you. He's not having a good start. It's a tough grind in the Poland Springs League. He had Saquon Barkley, Cortland yeah. Sutton. A rough start to the year. Both tore their ACLs. 0-5. Last week, this is now I'm painting the picture here. The previous week did not even feel the full team. Let's make that clear. Do you know clear. why, Jimmy? He, let's, let's not say didn't feel the full team. Because he didn't start a running back whose game was canceled at 10 a.m. on that day. That's plenty of time for any respectable Jimmy, fantasy people football are busy. player to react. People are busy. No, unex- He's shooting a fucking movie. Inexcusable. Okay. Inexcusable. Okay. And, and you fucking idiots. Oh, listen, he doesn't even check his listen, team. Listen, okay. All right. I'm painting the picture now. Go Let ahead. me finish my story. Go ahead. He offers you a trade, which was a poor trade. Texted me. Offered me the trade. Sent not, you I'm not all saying the text. he did not offer you the trade. It was a poor trade. The league did what was right, which is step in. Just like when A-Rod was traded to the Red Sox, no. the league stepped in no. and said, sorry, this trade cannot go through. In the end, the trade was made. You had to give a concession, had to add another player into the trade, and it became a fair trade. No. That's the end of the story. You... You were you were conniving, no. you were manipulative, no. and you were trying to cheat your way to nope. victory. Not even close to the truth. So the trade was I was receiving Travis Kelsey and DK Metcalf. <laughs> I don't think we need to go into I was giving case. away Devin Singletary, who in this league is a commodity, even though Devin Singletary is not very good. Getting a second running back 
is true or false one of the most difficult things you can do in this league? True it or is. false? It is. It's okay. very important to have a running back, especially a good running back. Right. Which I don't. Devin Singletary had been good the prior he's two okay. weeks. He's okay. Okay. He'd put up over, I think he's averaging 10 points a week. Pretty good in a non-PPR league. So Devin Singletary, Juju Smith-Schuster, who's a good player, has had a decent year. This week was mm. terrible. And who else was it? Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. Who is a king. Who is a king. <laughs> he's a king to us. He's and not listen, king to many. When you are 0-5, when no one in the tr- n- no one in the league sends you a trade, no one responds to I've, the multiple I've trades actually, that you've sent. I've actually sent trades back and forth with I know. Well, you people are unreasonable. And that's why he came to someone reasonable. <laughs> right. You guys can't make a trade. So he came to me. We bartered. We made a deal. It, it was offered end, Michael, to me. You, the league did what the league had no. to do. And I had to throw in Will Fuller, who was arguably better than DK Metcalf this year. And so I got completely fucked over. <laughs> in the end, a trade that I should have won and now is slightly tilted in the other direction. All right, people, we want to hear your opinion on this. This is why I brought it up. I want to know what people think. I think the league did the right thing. The league overstepped their boundaries. The, the league did what the league is there to overstepped. do. Overstepped. Two consenting adults, both whom paid to get into the league. <laughs> consen- can't can't make a trade. You can't make a trade. And, and you know what? I was, I was accused of collusion, <laughs> cheating. Adults. I was lambasted. And I won't be in the league next year. You'll be in the league. I won't be. You will be in I the league. I won't be. Unless... The, the league gives me a full apology. I want it from the commissioner. I want it from everyone in the league, an apology, or I will not be in the league. I'll be taking a year off because I'm going to win the league this year. We'll see. I don't know if you know, but I'm in this league. Jimmy, you stink at fantasy football, though. I, so I have not. won the league more than anyone. I don't think that's true. I actually true. think you and I actually tied for yeah, the most that's probably winning true. the league, if I'm actually correct. That's probably right. <laughs> but um, either way, I want to know what people think. We can post a trade if we need to put the trade out there to get people's votes. We want to know. Because I want Michael to be proven wrong. You know what the thing is, Jimmy? If I were in your seat, I would probably veto it too, the original trade. But the thing is, (laughs) it was offered to me. So it doesn't fucking matter what anyone else thinks. If if we were actually colluding, if I didn't send you seven pages of text messages, I would say, fine, veto the fucking trade. But you guys wanted to be little dickheads. Specifically, Chris texted a group chat because he wanted to be a dickhead. True or false? (laughs) True or false? Because I texted him outside the group text. I can I can neither confirm nor yeah, deny the fuck you, Chris. Fuck you and everyone in that league. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> let's get. I, it was in. not supposed to be that long of a conversation. <laughs> let's get into the soccer and let's start off with the mostly soccer derby, Jimmy. Yeah, Why so, don't so we? let's keep that that the vile hatred going yeah. as we move to this. <laughs> it was a one nil victory to Manchester City. One of the most boring games I have watched probably <laughs> since the restart. It was rough. It was just a terrible match. There was nothing to be had on either side. So much to be desired. What was good about this game? Um, I thought Pep's tactics were good. That's the only thing I can say. I think the tactics were good. I mean, I guess. What did he do that was exceptional? He moved Cancelo Central. They played an interesting formation, which was basically in... In attack, they were one at the back, essentially. Diaz was basically by himself, really. Uh, it was it was a weird formation. We saw Walker kind of move into the second center back position. Saw Ake playing as a left back. Cancelo, in defense, I think they were playing a four at the back in a lot of ways with Ake at left back, Diaz and Walker at center back, and, uh, and Cancelo at 
right back, but Cancelo then would move all the way to like a center mid with like an attacking position most of the game. It was an interesting move. I think they utilized the space. You saw Sterling and Aguero kind of floating into space a lot, which Arsenal offered them. I um I don't think City were particularly good in this game. They didn't really create much of anything themselves. Um, I thought Arsenal were really poor for most of this game in terms of they it was and this is how I kind of looked at it is when you know like, at teams that try to play attacking but don't necessarily just it doesn't always work. Think of like Brighton, like Brighton yeah. now and the Grand Potter try to play like an attacking way. It was kind of what Arsenal were doing. They just had no bite in this game. Aubameyang was just never got the ball. Very rarely did anything. Yeah. I don't think it's hard to blame him. He just never got a chance or an opportunity to do anything. Yeah. Um, Pepe was meh. Sokka, I thought, was Arsenal's best player by far. He created the chances they had. Uh, far and away, their best player. I thought. Uh, I would say I thought uh, Gabriel was good, too, at the back. I thought he was solid. Um, did a good job dealing with Aguero, who obviously is still coming back, first game back. But Aguero, who's terrorized Arsenal in the past, I, th- I think he did a pretty good job. Yeah. Being, containing him and Sterling as well kind of moved into that position a bit. Yeah, I think for City, Aguero was the bright spot of this game. He helped create that goal that they scored. Um, the thing with Arsenal this game, it was just, uh, they just didn't do anything. Like you said, they had no bite. There was, yeah. there was no attacks where I thought they were going to score. They had maybe one or two chances where they actually could have scored, and I think Ederson made a good save once, uh, and then mm-hmm. Saka put one a little yeah, bit high. Yep. But, I mean, Saka is a stunning player. Week in and week out, he just shows us that. He's the only Arsenal player that can drive at people for some reason. Mm-hmm. Arsenal don't have that, and it's so yeah. frustrating. Like, all you need is to have one or two players that will drive at people and, and beat someone in the midfield. Well, I think that's why they were so interested in Awar. Yeah. That he's that type of player who can carry the ball from midfield. I wish or I hoped that this would be Pepe. Mm-hmm. I thought Pepe could be someone where if you isolated him mm-hmm. one-on-one, he was going to beat his man most of the well, time. I, and he, he's not had the chances Pepe, to really do it. But Pepe can make moves on players, but he can't carry the... I think we've seen he's not, just not very good at carrying the ball forward. Like yeah. He's not going to bring the ball into attack. But he can, like if you isolate him... In the box, he can cut on somebody and get onto his left foot to take a shot. Yeah. But he's not, yeah, he doesn't carry the ball forward. They don't have many plays to do. I think Sabayas is probably the best at it. Sabayas and Saka are really the only ones. Yeah. Yeah. And it's frustrating because when you play a team like City, you have to, you have to beat someone. Mm-hmm. And uh, Arsenal, I think they just, they played so far back. They tried to do what they did in the FA Cup, which was, get some quick counters going and city just didn't let him have it this game. Yeah. Uh, aside from Saka, the only other bright spot was that party got a good 10 minutes and he, he looked pretty good when he did. Yeah, he did. He, he looked pretty solid. Um, I want to say a couple takeaways from this game. One, um, I thought I have to say Ruben Diaz is, I think he's everything I was hoping he could be just rock solid at the back. Looks like a leader. He's physical. He actually gives City somebody who can actually win the ball off corners. Um, I, I've just been really impressed with him. Two matches in, granted, small sample size, but the difference of having him compared to like Stones and Otamendi and Fernandinho at center back, he just looks he looks the part, and I'm really excited about that. Um, I uh, also I 
And I think you wanted to talk about the fouling because you were texting me about the fouling in this oh. match, which I still, I, honestly, I don't necessarily agree with it. But I, I want to tell you, I thought Arsenal, here's the thing. So we you watched the Spurs documentary. Yes. Do you remember Jose Mourinho kept telling them they were too nice? Yes. They were, I felt <laughs> Arsenal were a little bit too nice in this match. They went down very easily a lot. Tyranny, who I like, I thought Tyranny was, he was pissing me off in this game because he was going down so much. I just was expecting a little more physicality out of Arsenal. I didn't really see it in this game. I don't remember any specific instances of Tierney going down, but I do remember being angry during the game and texting you. Uh, I mean, every time Arsenal got something going just a little bit, Mm -hmm. there was Rodri to rip him down. There was someone to rip him down. I mean, Rodri, granted, I don't think Rodri should have gotten sent off. He never got that one that was enough to be the second yellow. But when you're on a yellow and you foul someone Mm -hmm. three times in a row Mm -hmm. and the ref doesn't even think about giving you Mm -hmm. a yellow... I mean that is a little bit much to me. Yeah, uh, this this was the best game Rodri's had this in a while. I yeah, because he just fucking rips he people down. He played the Fernandinho role and actually did it right. But usually yeah. he struggled. He's been struggling to cover the ground. That Fernandinho. He he had a very good game. I thought Cancelo being in there helped him out a lot. I I was impressed. I you know me. I've been a big critic of Cancelo. I was very impressed with him in this game. Yeah. I I thought he played really well, and it looked like we kind of saw Bernardo Silva back to being Bernardo Silva a bit in this one. Mm. Which was good. So I, I thought it was a good. I think it was a good win for City. I think Arsenal a very good team, and I think being able to completely neutralize them like they did was good. I don't necessarily agree with Arteta's tactics in this game of playing Willian at striker over Obama well, and just what they did was what they did against Sheffield a little bit, where they had Pepe, Willian, and Aubameyang kind of swap in and yeah, out of those positions, I just, which I I loved it against Sheffield. Yeah. It just they didn't get a chance to do anything. I just think you didn't give Aubameyang a chance to have an impact on this game, which was what I would think. I felt was if for a Austin, lot of these games don't give Aubameyang a chance, and that's the thing. It's like if you're not going to play like Lacazette or Enkedi at striker, I don't see why he's not playing at striker. Is kind of my just my takeaway yeah. from it. I, I like the idea of Aubameyang central and then Pepe on the right, Willian on the mm-hmm. left, or Saka on the left and Willian as like a, a center attacking mid. And I think Arteta's. He's kind of done that in the past two matches, but I don't know. It just it didn't work against City, um, and I think it's just because we got absolutely dominated off the ball. The midfield battle was non-existent. We just lost it. And I think if you guys had De Bruyne, this mm-hmm. could have been a 2-3 nothing. Yeah, so. I mean, it is impressive for City to pull this off without Laporte, without De Bruyne. Uh, it's, a, it's a good win. It's a good victory. Yeah. I think Arsenal need to play Saka, and they also need to start playing Ainsley Maitland-Niles, especially in games like this. Mm-hmm. Hector Bellerin didn't do anything for me against City. Uh, he was actually quite disappointing. And I also miss our back three. I don't like that we're, we're kind of straying away from it a little bit. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, in the end, I don't think you can... A 1-0 loss to City is not necessarily the worst loss in the world. No, and it's not something to be mad over, but it's like City have come off a 5-2 defeat from Leicester, a 1-1 draw with Leeds, and then Arsenal Arsenal got to put up a fucking blank. It's just frustrating. Games like this that you expect to be exciting, of course, are just a complete dud. Congratulations on your win, Jimmy. And again... Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to comment. I'll leave it there. Leave it there. Uh, do you want to hit some boring ones and then get to the big ones? Yeah, or? yeah. Let's hit some of these, some of the other duds. Can, Let we, me can we actually, can we just roll into Leicester? Can we talk about Leicester All for right, a second? All right, sure. Um, Leicester City, nil. Aston Villa, who are killing it, by the way, one. Ross Barkley with the stoppage time winner. 
Um, Emiliano Martinez with another clean another sheet. Another clean sheet for Emmy. Uh, Grealish again. Just, I actually saw a video. Uh, someone had tweeted a comparison, and I actually thought it was spot on. Jack Grealish, Samir Nasri. And I'm like, oh shit, when you watch him play, he's a similar type of player. Just doesn't lose the ball. Very creative and shifty on it. Can pick passes. Just It was kind of a good comparison. If you watch it, I was like, oh, I can see that. And I just, I mean, I'm happy he stayed at Villa because I think they're going to have a good season. Um, and I, I just, I like watching them play. I know this wasn't the most exciting game, but I like how they play. I like their team. The difference that Emmy's made at solidifying Huge. them. So big. It's been great. And Leicester City, I just want to say, fuck you. <laughs> five the theme of today. Two, five, yeah, 5-2 five to Manchester City and then have not scored a goal since. That's what I mean. This league doesn't make sense. Not I'm a goal sick of it. since. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of it. Maybe Rodri is right that they did not deserve to win that game mm. and they got lucky because mm. I, I am... I am just frustrated with them. They they are frustrating to me. Yeah, Villa are a very good team. I I think we might have done this in a previous episode pretty recently, but I was looking at their lineup again. And I'm just so impressed with the players that they have right mm-hmm. now. I mean, the midfield is the midfield is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's it's probably one of the it, it's, top yeah. seven eight it's midfielders in the league. It, it's fantastic. I mean, Russ Barkley still a very good player. Uh, kind of going on a revenge tour right now. John McGinn is fantastic. You love Douglas Louise. I'm kind of coming around. He, he you're coming around. When I'm coming around play, a little bit. He, he's just a, he's been very he's good. Rock solid. Jack Grealish, obviously fantastic. And I, I even like Trezeguet when he comes on. I think Trezeguet is a very good player. I love Ollie Watkins. I think Ollie Watkins is going to be great for them. Uh, and he's already came good uh, so far. Emmy is just amazing. And then their defense. Love Matty Cash. I like Tyrone Mings. They're a strong team. And now we ask the question, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Can they pull a Leicester City? Is no. it possible in a year where Virgil van Dijk is now out for the year, Liverpool is struggling, Manchester City struggling, Arsenal look flat, Chelsea struggling, Spurs look flat. Who's winning the Premier League? Could it be Aston Villa? No. Okay. I'm going to say no. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. I don't think anyone is ever going to pull a Leicester City again, unfortunately. I hope I'm wrong. I don't think anybody's going to do that. But I will say this. This is a good team. This is a team, I think, that is here to stay. I think they're going to continue to build. I think that they are, they're going nowhere this season, next season. Villa are back, and I think they're going to stay back. They just, they're a team that should be in the top flight. I believe they're going to stay there now. I guess my follow-up question would be is, has there been a better year in the recent past that someone new could win the Premier League? Not someone new, just meaning not Manchester City or Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, I guess you would say this season. I mean, City have been ravaged by injuries at the beginning of the year. Um, we're starting to see people come back now, um, but they're not. They're flawed. They still don't have a left back, no matter how healthy no one, they have a left back. Liverpool, we're going to talk about Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. Um, but I still think when I look at Liverpool, when I look at City, it just cream rises to the top. I, I, I just think these two teams are they're much better teams. Like I think Arsenal are very good. And when I watched them play that City game, City were not at their best, and I think they were clearly still a level ahead of Arsenal in that game. And they weren't at their best, uh, but they I did you ever feel and I don't want to go back to that game, but did you really ever feel like that game was like there was not that much of a threat 
from Arsenal all game. Uh, I mean, there were a few chances, but it wasn't anything it was, it was substantial. No and City never looked threatened throughout the game. The one yeah. play, the soccer play, that was it. I guess. But I, I don't know if that's yeah. more of an indictment of Arsenal. <laughs> I don't know. I don't mean it's My point being, I think Arsenal are one of the better teams in the league. And they didn't threaten City that much. Yeah. They were not able to beat Liverpool. But Chelsea are a wreck. Arsenal Chelsea are a little bit like City, just, though. Where they're just like, on any given day, they can go out and beat anyone. Then they yeah. could lose to anyone. So my point would be this. I'll ask you back to you then. Yeah. If Do you think that somebody... Because there's only one... I mean, there's the one team I think everybody's thinking in their head being like, maybe they could pull off a shock and do it. But do you think any? Do you think it's going to not be City or Liverpool that win the league? This I year? almost don't. I just don't think that anyone's been impressive enough for, for me to say like, oh, this is City's year again or this mm-hmm. is Liverpool's year again. I do think someone like... Like even Chelsea or Arsenal or Spurs for the start Is that each of those Everton? teams have had. Everton are even in there too. I mean, it they looked good against Liverpool. So I'm not ruling anything out. I just don't think it's going to be easy this year. We're not going to see anyone run away with it at the very least. I do think it might be someone new. If I was a betting man, which I am, I would bet on it being someone new. I don't. I, I just don't disagree. I just don't agree with you on it. I'm maybe I'm biased, yeah. but I don't think it's my bias. It's I not a it's, bad bias. It's, <laughs> It's a, probably a smart prediction, but just from what I'm seeing. Uh, but anyways, Leicester City are the most up and down team in the world. Aston Villa, top of the table, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, no, Everton are still top by one point. Well, second to top of the <laughs> table. Uh, Mainly because they play one extra game. Because Villa oh. were originally going to play City, and they did not play them that match because of the Champions League delay. Gotcha. But anyways, Jimmy, let's move on to a garbage game that we can blow past. West Brom nil, Burnley nil. I think this is our first nil-nil of the season. Uh, couldn't happen to better <laughs> team. Uh, no, I mean, I, I I, can say I'm not that shocked. Yeah. Um, neither one of these teams look great to start the season. They look um, bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. They look bad. Yeah, both look bad. Right now, Burnley... Uh, sit on one point in the relegation zone, and West Brom are above them with two points in 17th. Not so great. Not a great start for either of these clubs. Um, I guess the draw is kind of fitting in a way. I, I think they both suffer from the same issue, which is inability to really score. I look at Burnley, and I feel a little more secure with them just when I look at the mean man, Ashley Barnes, yeah. and Chris Wood. I just know guys who they're going to get Seven to ten goals. They're going to get theirs. You know what I mean? They're going to get seven to ten goals apiece. They do it every season. They find a way to do it. And that's probably going to be enough. Um, where when I look at West Brom, and I know they scored three against Chelsea, but I just... Basically three mistakes, though, that Chelsea yeah, had made. I, I just... I don't, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not sure. I did, I did find it interesting to see Ivanovic playing for West Brom, which I thought was wild. Wow, that's a throwback. Yeah, that I thought was wild that he's playing center back for West Brom. Just the fact that he's a center back fully now, and I know he's kind of been that for a while, but just like when you think of Ivanovic being the crazy right back he was for Chelsea during you know mm-hmm. the, the Mourinho days and all of that, um, it was just kind of funny to see him there. So I kind of like that he's back, but I just I don't. I've been critical of West Brom already this year. I'm not going to keep digging on them. They're both bad teams. Uh, I'm not excited to watch either of them play ever. Uh, I think West Brom are going to struggle this season. Burnley as well. Burnley, I think, will be... uh, Burnley might test relegation this year. Fingers crossed Burnley test relegation. 
But I anyways, that, I don't think you're wrong no? about that. I don't think you're wrong. Oh, okay. No, I'm saying, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, but anyways, Jimmy, let's move on to. Uh, I thought this was a surprising result. Leeds nil, Wolves won. Wolves have looked terrible to start this season. They get a much needed win off a Raul Jimenez goal in the 70th minute. Kind of a Raul Jimenez goal. He banged it in off of uh, the Leeds guy's head. But, um, you know, counts all the same. Um, Leeds dominated this game for the most part. Almost 70% Mm -hmm. possession, uh, 13 shots. I mean, it's a Wolves game. You know that the other team is going to have high 60s and 70 Wolves have no interest in possessing the ball. (laughs) have absolutely no interest in it. It's true. Uh, Adama Traore did not start this game, which I thought was interesting. He has not looked all that great to start this season. Yeah, I mean, I think since the, to be honest, since the restart, yeah. he hasn't quite the uh, the spark that was there isn't quite there right now. Um, I thought this was interesting. We saw CS kind of playing as a wing back, which I was hate interesting. That, guy. that guy's terrible. He played as a wing back this game, though. I mean, Wolves essentially were playing like the amount. I mean, Dendonker could be a center back. He's playing in midfield. Sias is a center back. He's playing at left wing back. Mm. They're just full on defense, like the, the Portuguese defensive wall. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not impressed with Wolves. I thought Leeds looked good again. They just couldn't. They just convert. couldn't find a way to score. But Leeds are just such an impressive team. I mean, the way that they keep possession, the way they pass the ball around, I love watching Leeds. Rough. I, I I think this was a bit rough for them though. I think this this really should have been a nil nil draw. They just got a bit. Unlucky. Yeah, they they were unlucky, but still, you got to convert your. Chances. I'd say defensively though, they've looked much much better. Yeah, and that's, which our friends on the Leeds TV they were telling us that their defense is good. That they had a rough. <laughs> remember, they said a rough start of the year. I mean, maybe they're right. Yeah. Uh. But anyways, let's move on to Sheffield one, Fulham one. We had a goal from Lookman in the 77th. Lookman. Lookman. Lookman in the 77th, then Billy Sharp on an 85th minute pen. Sheffield United. Are you mm-hmm. concerned? Yep. Yeah, how yeah, concerned? What very level? Concerned. Very. Very, very concerned. What is very, the very, very concerned. relegation concerns? Yes, yes. Really? Yeah. Here's how why. could that be? I'm going to tell you why. And I say it all the time they can't score goals. Yeah, they are completely. We talked about West Brom and Burnley struggling. They are completely inept at scoring goals. It's just not possible. So if they can't be as solid as they at the back, I want to say I again, Ramsdale is good. I think he's a good goalkeeper. I don't think he's Dean Henderson. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just not as strong as they were last year. They did not really make changes that really made a large difference to their team. And again, they can't score. They have not added the ability to score goals to this team. I just think they had such a great run. But we saw it when they came back. Project Restart, they were awful. Um, it's kind of carried over to the start of the season. If you remember, at the beginning of last season, they were everybody's pick to be relegated. Right. And they shocked everyone and spent most of the season competing for Europe. Mm-hmm. I just think, I think this, I would not be surprised. I think they're definitely going to be in the relegation battle. I would not be surprised if they go down um, because when I look at the teams that are going to be around there, I mean, you tell me right now, West Ham have started the season great. Yeah. They were someone that a lot of people had down there. I think a lot of people probably had Palace maybe saying maybe, you know, could run out. They'll be down there. You know, they're always kind of hanging yeah. around. Brighton, um, Burnley, like 
I mean, I think it's a sure thing that Fulham are going down. <laughs> um, wow. I, I still think West Ham, I mean, West Brom are going down. But there's going to be a team that's going to go down that you maybe could say it's a bit harsh. Mm. I, I think it might just be Sheffield. That's I just interesting. If you, they have to find a way to score some goals. I think Sheffield did some of the worst business this summer when they bought Brewster for almost 30 million pounds. I thought that was fucking insane of them. Mm-hmm. You could get so much better for that money, and they spent it on Brewster, who has not done a single thing for Liverpool as a first-team player. Um, I don't get it. I think Liverpool robbed them. Well, can I say why? Because Liverpool do this to everyone. It's like Southampton for years bought all the <laughs> Liverpool rejects. Jordan Ibe, um, the striker, Solanke. Mm-hmm. Like every year they sell one of their young players for 20-something million every year. Um, and ju- it's just terrible business. I do want to say one thing I want to say. I thought Fulham had a solid game. Defensively looked pretty good. I like seeing Anthony Robinson, another American player out there playing. Also, Toysonata Rabayo, City youth player, been at City since he was like seven years old, who they sold for two million pounds. I think I bo- talked about it on the last episode how <laughs> horrible of business this was. He looked great. He looked really good at the back. I think... He's going to be a player. If they go down, he'll get sold next year for 15, 20 million to somebody. And it'll be like, you sold him for 2 million. Like it's it just, that's how I feel about it. He, he's a very good player. I think, uh, I think Fulham got good business there. Lookman, Loftus-Cheek. There's some talent here. I just, I'm just still worried about Fulham. I'm really, I'm really worried there. Yeah. Well, they get a point this week. They survive and, uh, they hold off our relegation predictions another week, I guess. Uh, but let's move to Crystal Palace 1, Brighton and Hove Albion 1. We had a penalty early on for Wilf Zaha. And then in the 90th, Brighton put a dagger in. Alexis McAllister, <laughs> the Argentinian, does not sound like an Argentine name. McAllister. Sounds English. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Jimmy, I didn't get a chance to watch this one. Do you have any thoughts on this? Not much. I mean, I, I, Palace is decent. Brighton have been decent. Um... It's kind of it's a fair result. I mean, I thought Lewis Dunk with the the rash challenge was pretty rough, and I like Lewis Dunk, but uh, got the red card in this one. Just I don't know. I mean, a one-one is pretty fair. It, it wasn't that much of an eventful game. Yeah. I mean, Wolf Zaha though continues to score goals even if there are penalties. I mean, at I some Wolf. point he needs to move on, right? At some point, I know never. I've said like he's almost never like going to move place, but like. He would be so good somewhere else, but like, they just won't do it. And the it. move that always comes up, I think, for like two years now is him to Everton. And Arsenal. If you told me in January that Everton could add Zaha to their team, all of a sudden I'd be looking at Everton <laughs> a little more serious. So I, I'm, just, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, that would be awesome if they were to get him. But uh, speaking of Everton, let's go there. Let's go to Everton oh, 2, big one. Liverpool 2, the Merseyside Derby. We had an early goal from Sadio Mane. Mm-hmm. He's back. Sadio Mane is back. Post-COVID Mane. And he's fine. And then we had Michael Keane get up from yes. a corner in the 19th minute. He doesn't, Calvert-Lewin can't score all the headers. Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> True. Um, and then we had a Mo Salah goal in the 72nd. In between all this, though, we had controversy. Controversy. I can't say the word. Controversy. 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 And Jordan Pickford coming out for a a ball lofted in the air. Virgil van Dyke running towards him. Pickford tries to make himself big, takes out van Dyke's leg. Awful challenge. Van Dyke is ruled offsides. They don't really look at it for a penalty. They say they did afterwards. 
um, but not given. Pickford gets off with nothing. Van Dyke has torn his ACL and is now out for the season. Well, not officially. T- they haven't really. Liverpool, at first, I don't understand why. They've been very coy with the. He has an ACL injury, I think is what they've officially said, and that he's going to be out for a, sus- a sustained period of time. They've not given a timeline, nor said it was actually a torn ACL from what I saw, which, again, why I don't know. Torn either way, a terrible challenge by Pickford. But no ill intent. I want to make clear, I don't think there was any ill intent. He was doing what every goalkeeper does. Time and time again, we see goalkeepers with terrible challenges because they're just trying to be goalkeepers. Right. Um, in the end, terrible injury for Virgil van Dyke. Horrible injury for Liverpool. I mean, of the, all the players on their team, this is the one player that cannot get injured. Yeah. The one. He, I think he's played like... Was it ninety eight consecutive Premier League games or some crazy? He, I mean, this is a guy who single handedly turned this team from a good team to the team that won the league, won the Champions League the previous season. He he made them a great team. Right. He is now going to be out for most of the season. I was trying to say predominantly. He's out. He's out. He's gonna be out for a while. Uh, we saw what happened to City last year with Imeric Laporte had the same injury. Mm-hmm. In the city's defense was was still by normal standards good. They still were like one of the lowest, you know, given the least. But it was they gave up those goals that they didn't give up before, and it cost them competing for the league. Yeah. Now, we've said over and over again, there's no great like there's every team has flaws now, right now in this league. It's gonna be it, there's also a lot more competition. Teams like Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham are gonna be able to win the games that last year to previous years they haven't been able to win, I think. So I think it's going to be a very competitive league now. I think the Van Dyke injury really does change a lot. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people were upset about this challenge. Yep. You put out a controversial tweet. You said people have lost the plot over Virgil Van Dyke and his injury. Bad challenges and injuries are an awful part of the game. Everyone remember, uh, everyone attacking Pickford, remember this is just weeks ago, and you put the picture up of Trent Alexander-Arnold trying to break yep. Bakayo Saka's leg and uh, receive nothing yep. for that challenge. So, it begs the question, Jimmy. What did you mean? What did you What did you mean? You lost the plot. People are losing their minds over so, it. So, here's what I mean. I want to say what I mean. First of all, there are people, people who I actually respect, people whose opinion I listen to, who are coming out and saying now, I've heard this multiple times, Jordan Pickford should be suspended as long as Virgil Van Dyke is out. <laughs> There's literally legitimate journalists saying this no. on TV. Insane. They they they've lost their mind. Yeah. People there's literally people saying that every season players get hurt. P- players get terrible injuries. It's bullshit and it sucks. Happens every year. It is never such a story like it has been because it's been Liverpool's Virgil Van Dyke. I think that's the, probably fair. It, it's the truth. Yeah. It is the truth. When Laporte went down, it was a big deal, but it was not at all covered the way it was done like this. Now, granted, he went down on a non-contact injury, so I understand that. But the point being, players get injured in challenges all the time. Yeah. Happens all the time. Look at Andre Gomes in this game. Player who literally had a horrific injury. He's a young man's son. Yeah. Um, nobody made a big deal saying son should be suspended as long as Gomes mm. when it happened. Um, it's 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 just stupidity. It's stupidity when people say that. It sucks for Van Dyke. It sucks for Liverpool. 
Yeah. Um, they're still a great team. They will find a way to get through this. No, they are not going to be as good as they were when Virgil van Dijk was there. Right. Do you think that's a red card challenge, though, in-game? No, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, again, I think it's a rash challenge. I think if I, he's on sides, it's a penalty. It's definitely a penalty, and it's definitely a yellow card minimum. Right. Absolutely I don't, minimum. I don't know if it's a red card. I didn't. To me, I see worse challenges than that all the time right. that are not giving red cards. I think it's a penalty if he's on yeah. sides. I think it's a yellow I think you could give him red, but I don't think he came out maliciously. Like that's you said. what I'm like, saying. It wasn't malicious. He it came wasn't. out and just Virgil Van Dyke ended he, up being in an unlucky position. Come out to hurt him, and I don't think he came out recklessly. I don't think he was really that reckless. No, you know what I mean. It wasn't like he was flying out with his studs up, and like it wasn't really that. Like, like I said, we see worse challenges like than that every week. Yeah, I think it was stupid. I think it was a bit. So I guess it was a bit reckless, but to, to the point to be a red card, I don't think so. Yeah. Definitely not to the point to be suspended for, you know, like people are saying, like a long extended period of time. It's insanity to me. Yeah. Um, it's Again, it sucks. You never want to see a great player go down in their prime. Right. I mean, I mean we're, we're fans of opposing teams, and I don't think either one of us would ever want to see Virgil van Dyke not play a game for no, Liverpool. Because exactly. Virgil van Dyke is the, one of the reasons you watch Liverpool yeah. play. He, we've seen him in person. He's one of the most impressive oh players God, you can watch. Oh, my fucking incredible. Um, you never want to see him go down. You don't want to see him go down. A player like him, too, is 29 years old, I believe. Yeah. Like, you know, he's in his prime, but he's also, you know, he's approaching the age where it's not going to be as easy to the come back, back from nine. these injuries. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's not going to be as easy. Um, and we have a year, the Euros coming up. Like, it, it just sucks. It mm. sucks all around. Um, I, I hope a speedy recovery for him. I mean, in an ideal world, no players would ever get injured right. and everything would be great, but that's not the world we live in. Right. Um, I just think, you know, we, we, it's just unfortunate that it happened. But in the end, this was a good match. And this wasn't the biggest controversy <laughs> I felt in this game. No, it was not. So we had the Mo Salah goal in the 72nd, followed by a DCL header, of course, uh, a trademark. He is he's phenomenal so far this, this year. Guy, he's, he's looked amazing. This guy. Um, but Liverpool did score. They scored in close to the 90th, I believe it was, or 88th, something like that. Jordan Henderson scored the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome play by Sadio Mane. Right. Through the leg, dummy. Great pass. Let's just say, Jimmy, this goal is called back by VAR for an offsides on Sadio Mane. In no footage, in no anything, in what fucking world is Sadio Mane offsides here? Yep, I have two things to say. One, yeah, as you just said, he. I've yet to see a picture <laughs> where he's offsides. Zero percent. I've yet to see him be offsides. Not all. even close. The closest thing to being offsides is maybe his elbow. Which, again, you can't score with your elbow. No. So, but even then, I don't think he's offsides. Two, and we've said this on this podcast a, a billion times, it feels like. VAR is there for clear and obvious errors. <laughs> even if he was a millimeter offsides. <laughs> to call shoulder, this offsides it is was not a cl- In no world is that a clear and obvious error. No. This was a beautiful goal. They get absolutely robbed two points in this. 100%. They end up leaving with one. It's a draw. I thought Everton played well. So you can say, you know, fair is fair. But Liverpool won this game. They won this game and they were robbed this game. As an opposing fan, I'm not upset. Uh, They've had plenty go their way. But it's still bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. This is one of the worst VAR calls I've seen to date. 
where someone was not even close to being offsides in no footage that they showed us in no footage anywhere online was Sadio Mane offsides and they still gave it offsides. So it's a horrible, horrible game for Liverpool all around. Uh, They were robbed, Virgil van Dijk injury. I think if you're a Liverpool fan, you have every right to be disgusted after this match. But uh, Everton played well. I thought Liverpool had moments where they played well too. I think Everton played better for large parts of this game and uh, Liverpool were just able to kind of absorb the pressure, though. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I would also say, I honestly, Richarlison got a right in this one, too, which was actually yeah. a worse challenge than the Pickford one. 100%. Um, on uh, Thiago Alcantara, who actually also got injured. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's going to be out for long, from what I've seen, at least. It hasn't been to the extent of Virgil van Dijk. Right. But uh, a great game for a neutral to watch. A lot of drama. And then another game that was a great one for a neutral to watch was Chelsea 3, Southampton 3. Timo Werner puts Chelsea ahead with two early first half goals. Uh, He did it. Yeah, he did it. Uh, And then Danny... Oh, by the way, let's just say one of the goals that he scored, he put a dummy on someone. Mm -hmm. It was fucking beautiful. He... Timo Werner, this game, looks like he looked uh, like the stunt. player they bought. Yeah, he was amazing. Assisted the Kai Havertz goal, too, which you're going to get. Right. Uh, and Danny Ings scored at the end of the first half. 2-1 going into halftime. Chelsea seemed to be in control of this one. And then, Jimmy, we had a Che Adams goal to tie it. 2-2. Kai Havertz scores only two minutes after. And then Vestigard in the 90th. Chelsea can't defend. 3-3, they draw Southampton after being up 2-0. So, couple takeaways. We talked about Timo Werner, proving me wrong, finally doing his thing. Uh, Pulisic played, create, actually created the pass to the assist for Werner for the goal that uh, Kai Havertz scored. Um, but Keppa had to play this game. Mendy was out. <laughs> Keppa. And Keppa, second goal. I mean, he comes out, does the least committed committing you could do. Just an awful play. He's just an he he's they need to not play him for his own sake. He cannot be on the field anymore. His confidence is completely shot. He needs to get away. Like they need to like let this guy go on a break. Let him just go on vacation, get away from it all. I actually feel bad for him. Um it it's just done. It's done. He's 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 washed. It's awful. He's like 20 what 23, 24 years old and he generally if, if he doesn't stop playing, his career is going to be over cuz he's that bad. He is horrific. And he's got a crazy contract. He's going to make tons of money, but he's awful. Every single game that he plays, he makes an error worse than his last. Yeah. It, it's really, it's actually becoming kind of sad. This is the thing. It's like, like you hard said. to watch. It's like. <laughs> it, it's kind of sad at this point. But um, Keppa was at fault for the goal. I mean, but Chelsea just can't defend. And this is uh, a reoccurring theme where it seems like they're up in games and then eh, creep back in. It, I mean. We we all knew this was gonna be the case. Yeah, that's the thing I don't understand. I understand when you have like for example, they sign a lot of these. Like the Havertz signing was kind of the last signing, and you have a chance to sign Kai Havertz. You sign Kai Havertz. I get it, but that money, hundred million, yeah, could have been used to fix this defense. I mean, I think Ben Chua helps a lot. I do, but I'm gonna say it again. You run Christensen. You run Zuma out there, or Thiago Silva, whoever you want to put out there. Over and over and over again, I'm just you're gonna have these issues. Right. They're gonna have issues. They do score a lot of goals though. Yeah. To be fair. Can I say one thing completely sidetracked? I saw one of the funniest pictures the other day. It was somebody's FIFA team. It was icons, all these amazing players, and then it was Mason Mount 
in the lineup, and I said I'm playing <laughs> Frank Lampard <laughs> and FIFA. And I was dying laughing. You know, I kind of <laughs> like Mason Mount. People don't give Mason Mount a lot of credit. He, he's a good player. He's I think good he's player. good. He brings a lot of energy. He's a good player. He's a good player. He also does score some nice goals. He's not right. a bad player. He's good. It's just, it's such a funny joke to be at this That's point. That's Frank Lampard's guy. Yeah, he's obsessed with him. He will play him every game. That's Hunter Henry in my fantasy football team. <laughs> I will somehow find a way to put him into every team that I have. Um, but this actually brings me to a question. Uh, we were on the All Leads TV youtube channel last week and we yes. talked about chelsea and they are not fans of frank <laughs> they are Lampard. not fans of frank right and they were saying they thought he would be fired before christmas mm-hmm. i thought that was harsh as do i and we got a question from jd siegley he said any managers who you guys think are on the hot seat do you think that frank lampard is on a hot seat no i i agree with you i think they were they had a hatred towards there's Frank Lampard. Frank, like, hate. I have a hatred toward a lot of people. Yeah. But I just don't see it. I think they've backed him so much. He's a club mm-hmm. legend. And he hasn't had that bad results. I, don't, I just don't. I think that it would have to go really bad for them to get rid of Frank. Right. I, I think they'd have to go really bad. I just don't see it happening. At least not now. I don't think he's on a hot seat now. Um, to answer the question, who do you, do you... Is there anyone you think is? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, I would say Ole, mm-hmm. but they just won in the Champions League today and against they, PSG. And they, and they won 4-1 this week. Right. Um, I do think Ole can kind of make a little bit of sense for what they were saying on that po- on that podcast was they were saying, you know, the Pochettino race is going to be a real thing. Um, but I want to say this. I said this there, and I'm going to say it here. I want to call my shot on this. <laughs> Mauricio Pochettino next season will be managing Manchester City. Manchester City. He will be managing Manchester City. Pep Guardiola is going to leave. I don't see and it. And he is going to be managing Manchester City. Is and he going to be announced in January? Or it'll be announced. Like Pep, remember how Pep was announced before? Yep. There's going to be. Why isn't Poch signing? It's going to be because he has an agreement to join Manchester City. In my opinion, that would be I think that's something. what's going to happen. I think that's why he's still out there. Um, I don't think he'll ever manage Barcelona because of his ties to Espanol. Um, I think Zidane's going to be at Real Madrid for a while. Mm. I just think... So I think the Ole thing makes sense of like trying to get Poch before you lose him. But I, I think he's going to City next year. That's I'm calling my shot now. I think he's going to go to City. And I love it. I'm all in on it. I, I know he won nothing. But the way I think the things he did at Tottenham were incredible. And I think with the financial muscle of City, he could... He's the logical next step to move on from Pep. I'd, mm. I look. I want Pep to stay forever. I'm 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 fully on the Pep train still. I know he's gonna do some crazy things sometimes, like against Leon and drive me crazy. But I'd stick with Pep ride or die. But I think his the fact that he hasn't resigned yet makes me think he probably is leaving. So I think that there's a real chance we see Poch. Uh, I think it's an interesting prediction. I don't know if I see it because. I think Messi is coming to City next year, and I think Pep is a reason why Messi is coming to City. It's possible. You never know. That could change everything. If that happens, that changes everything. I, so. I think that is going to change what you think. Um, I think Messi's coming. So, Pochettino, Argentinian too. Not, interesting. not completely it's interesting. impossible. I'm just saying, not entirely I know. impossible. I would love to see Messi and Pep and Kevin De Bruyne and Sergio Aguero, Raheem Sterling. That would just be fucking yes, amazing. Yes, so would I. Oh, so would I. I know. That would be fantastic. Um, I mean, not not as an Arsenal fan, but fingers crossed that we just get to see it. 
Um, but anyways, let's move on to drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. I don't have the games. Okay. We didn't cover Newcastle 1, Manchester United 4. We alluded to it a little bit earlier. We had an OG from Luke Shaw in the second minute. Then Harry Maguire got a goal in the 23rd. He used his giant forehead. And then after that, uh, United left it late. And then went crazy. And went crazy is right. Bruno Fernandez, Juan Bissaka, and Marcus Rashford all scored after the 85th minute. So were you convinced by Manchester United in this one, Jimmy? Well, I mean, they've had a good week. As you brought up, they had the victory today over PSG. Um, they, they've looked better this week. I mean, the, the issue with United is what it always is. That it's just... They win by the fact that they have talented players. They have no tactics. They have no system. They just have some good players that can have good games and they'll win when they do. It's really what it fair. comes down to. Is a fair comparison the Dallas Cowboys? Dallas Cowboys. Is it mean? No, you know what? <laughs> you know what? That's not necessarily wrong. America's the, team, England's the, the, team. The historically great team that is just struggling to get back to it. They have the big names, yep. but they still can't really put it all together. I, I don't hate it. I don't doesn't hate, hate it. it. I don't hate it. <laughs> doesn't hate it, but they get a win today, uh, and they got one against Newcastle over the weekend. So good week for Ole, who is potentially on the hot seat. I don't believe it, though. He's on the warm seat. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that about Lampard, too, but I don't really believe that. Uh, and then the last game that we had was the best one. A wild, <laughs> wild. <laughs> My favorite game of the weekend. Goals from literally, when you talk about end to end, literally from the first minute to the very last. Yep. We had Tottenham three, West Ham United three. We had Sonaldo scoring the first minute, Kane scoring the eighth, Kane scoring the 16th, and Jimmy. Spurs felt good. It was, I mean, they brought on Gareth Bale. They were ready <laughs> it to was like three. No, they were just they were loving life. Jose was just chilling. He felt he had just beaten United six one. Everything was coming up Spurs. Yep, until the eighty second minute, where Valbuena. I don't even know how to say his name. Valbuena. It's pronounced Valbuena, right? But it's spelled Valbuena. Balboa. Balboa. Sure. Rocky Balboa scores in the eighty second minute. Followed by a Davinson Sanchez rocket header in the 85th <laughs> his in, in, in his own net. Uh, and then it's squeaky bum time for Spurs. And then Jimmy, a majestic strike, a wonderful strike. One that you will never see again. Lanzini, the sub, he comes on. He puts one top bins off a of volley outside the box. 3-3 West Ham United score in the last minute of the game. Lanzini somebody we've always liked. Somebody who's always been like sneaky good. It just he's always hurt. Right. And this was his first appearance of the season. Comes in. What a goal. I saw I was I lost my mind when I saw it. I'm like, oh my God. Just I can't believe this happened to Tottenham. I can't believe he scored that goal. What a goal it was. The pure the reaction from Hugo Lloris of just like just so frustrated beyond words. <laughs> it was just it was something. I wish we had the cameras rolling for the documentary. After that game, that must have been spectacular to witness. What is the matter with Spurs, man? They they might have one of the best attacks in the world. Mm -hmm. And then their defense really isn't all that bad. Their midfield isn't that bad. They just fell apart. I don't understand. This is Tottenham Hotspur. Why? They can't get out of their own way. 
That's literally what it was. They just could not. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, it was just some of it was bad luck. I mean, Harry Winks does what he's supposed to do. Clears the ball. It just happens to go right to Lanzini, who just hits. You know, you can give him a that a hundred times. He's never doing it again. Right. I, it's just it just worked out. It just worked out that way. West Ham. So impressed with them this season. Um, I think they. I mean, we know everybody was down on them the beginning of the year. Yeah. In the last three matches, to get seven points, to almost win the Arsenal game, which they ended up losing in the end, but they could have actually won that game. Definitely. Um, I've just been so impressed with them. Yeah, yeah. I I think I've been impressed with Spurs. I've been so impressed by Spurs' attack mm-hmm. in the past few games. Um. But there's always just something there. But West Ham, you don't expect them to come out and play the way they, they have been, and they've just been stunning. Mm-hmm. And their attack has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but they left it late in this one, and they got a point. Uh, if you're a Spurs fan, this has to be one of the most frustrating results you've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, like I said, they were ready to celebrate. They brought Bale on, and then everything went to shit. Oh, my God, the Real Madrid fans on Twitter. Oh, they were having a fair day with this one. <laughs> uh, as the you bail expect. <laughs> as you would expect. Uh, club legend for Real Madrid. <laughs> Generally should be. I want to just point that he out is. there. Like guy who like won you the Champions League, mm-hmm. made a major factor in that factor in winning the league. Scored one of the two of the greatest goals I've seen. The bicycle kick in the Champions League, and then the goal with uh, what's his name, Mark Barta, when he literally put the ball around him and went out of bounce and outran him to get to the ball. Do you remember that goal? I feel like I do. In El Clasico, do you remember that? He literally put the ball around him, ran down the sideline out of bounce, came <laughs> back in and took the ball and scored. One of the best single-handed goals you were going to see. Just, But, you know, Gareth Bale, they hate him. They <laughs> hate him because he plays golf. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, let's go to Twitter questions. <laughs> Um, so we had a question from Philly Brown, uh, and his, his Twitter handle is Peacock TV hate account, which I love. Uh, and he said, explain the European premier league thing. Cause I'm lost. Oh, do you God. know about this? I do. I do. So basically it's, it's, it's the, the dreaded super league that we've been talking about forever, but these, the big teams from all the leagues breaking away, forming the, the European Premier League. Yeah, it's the same thing, um, right? It's the same thing. It's a new name. They're doing it again. It's I think at this point it's 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 becoming a Thanos situation. It's becoming <laughs> inevitable. Um I don't think it's happening. I don't know, man. It it comes up so much. I mean it's I, I, I do think it really is gonna happen. I think the thing that I read about this one a bit is I think people are looking at it like, oh, they're gonna leave the leagues. Like, you know, like oh Juventus is not gonna be in Serie A anymore. No, that's not what it's gonna be. It's actually gonna replace the Champions League. That's what they're looking at it more to replace. It's going to be a round-robin tournament to a knockout tournament, essentially replacing the Champions League. Um, but only with it's going to be a closed system with these big teams. I, don't I, like I think it's that. kind of lame. Yeah. In my opinion, it's lame. Um, I, I don't agree with it. I think they want this closed system, though, because they want to be in it every year. So this gives a way for teams like Manchester United, who have struggled to make the Champions League every year, guaranteed that they're going to be in this. In the, where they feel they should be. Yeah, I think um, that's ridiculous. And they're saying up to five English teams, which last I checked, there's the quote-unquote big six, which means one of them is going to miss out. And I can tell you that Liverpool and United are the two leading this, so they're in. Mm. So that becomes a battle for three between Chelsea, Arsenal, Manchester City, and Tottenham. 
I think this is such a stupid idea. It, why why do this? This it's is awful. just this is another thing like make the rich richer. Yeah, it's it's one of those like flying too close to the sun situations. Yeah. Like you have a great thing right now. Why are you going to ruin it? Yeah, I don't think this is going to happen. I don't think we need to be concerned about it. I, I think it's just going to be something that they I, push I, for. I hope but. you're right. I do not agree with you, but I hope you're right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we have for Twitter questions? I think the last one is from Ryan Gruyere. Uh, and he just said, can I get a shout out? Absolutely, Ryan. Shout out. <laughs> Absolutely. You got I it. I love Ryan because Ryan will listen to this. In like four months. Right. Okay, I just heard my <laughs> shout out. <laughs> uh, and he also said thoughts on Calvert-Lewin, which I think we kind of gave earlier and we have been giving. Well, I I really yeah. like him. I've been super impressed with him. He's he's amazing in the air. Golden like, boot this year? It's a possibility. It's a genuine possibility because Everton are going to be good enough that they're going to score enough goals. Yeah. Um, great looking guy. Great player. Just he's got everything going. It's <laughs> he's He's one of the few people having a good year. 2020 has been a good year for him. It's true. Uh, yeah, I'll agree with that. I'll echo everything. I think he does have a chance for the golden boot, surprisingly enough. Uh, and he said, hearing from pundits that he's getting the Inzaghi-type instructions from Ancelotti, what do you think of the Inzaghi regen or purple patch good form? So, all right, so what I would say to this is, I get the point is, he is kind of like an old-school Italian type of striker. <laughs> he, he, he wins the ball in the air. He's, you know, he's physical. Mm-hmm. He's not the most... Like, at, I guess he's athletically gifted in the air, but like he's not gonna beat you for pace. He's quick, but he's not gonna, you know, he's not he's not Obama Yang. Yeah, he's not beating you with that. He's a a more thought thoughtful striker. Do you you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. I can kind of see that, like an old school type of Italian style striker. I like that. I can see yeah. it. I, I like it. I think I like that's the comparison. A, that's an interesting comparison. I don't I don't hate it either. Um, but anyways, Jimmy, that's all the Twitter questions. We went through all the games, and finally, it is time. For the predictions. Now, give me a drum roll while I pull up the games. 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 What do we have next week, Jimmy? Well, we start Friday, I think, this week. Do we? But with who is the question? Leeds and Aston Villa. All right. Jimmy had the games. Yeah, I'll help you out a little bit. (laughs) All right. This is at Villa Park. Leeds and Aston Villa. I will go first and say, I one, very excited to watch this game. I'm off this week. I'll actually get to watch it. I'm going to go with... I'm going to pick a draw. I think both these teams are off to a good start. I'm going to pick a draw. I'm going to go with 3-3 three, three draw. Wow. Thriller. I'm going to go... At Villa. Thriller at Villa. I'm going to go 2-1 Villa. Or actually 2-0 Villa. Emmy keeps another clean sheet. He's going to win the Golden Glove this year. I hope so. I love Emmy. He might. We all love Emmy. <laughs> uh, I'll take over from here. Then we have on Saturday morning, we have West Ham versus City. 7.30 a.m. for you, Jimmy. All right. West Ham's good run ends. Oof. 4-1 Manchester City. This is a game I will put a bet on West Ham because City looked good against Arsenal, kind of, not really. You would expect them to win, and that's the exact reason why West Ham will win. <laughs> uh, West Ham 2, City 1. Fulham versus Palace. I'm going to go 2-1 to Palace. I, I, I just can't pick Fulham to win again. Yeah, I'll go 3-1 Palace. I think they're going to beat him up a little. Man United versus Chelsea. This is a fun one. This is an interesting one. I, I th- Defensively, struggles all around. I am going to go with 3-2 Chelsea win. But I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. I really think it's going to be excited. I think we're going to see a Chelsea era at the back. Uh, <laughs> what else but I is think new? that they're going to have enough attacking <laughs> threat to be able to win this. I'm going to go opposite. 3-2 United. You know I don't like picking United to win. 
Something They'll about this. Get a penalty this. after the game's over and win it. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're gonna have two penalties from Bruno Fernandez this game, uh, and United will win three two. Liverpool, Sheffield United. Liverpool, I think they're gonna make settle down their fans a bit in this one. I'm gonna go a two nil Liverpool win. Yeah, I'll go three nil. I think this is gonna be fairly easy for them. Uh, Sunday we have Southampton versus Everton at 10 a.m. Two one Everton, not easy. They get it done. Danny Ying scores again, though, because he always does. And we get another DLC header. Yeah. Uh, DCL, not DLC. Yeah, DLC. Close enough. Downloadable content. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I'm going to follow you on 2-1. I think that's a fair prediction. I think Southampton's a tough team, but they're going to get beat. Wolves versus Newcastle. All right. So nobody wants to possess the ball in this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm going to roll with Newcastle. I think they bounce back. I'm going to go 2-1 Newcastle. Love it. 1-0 Newcastle. Boring game. Gonna score in this one. Ooh, I love it. How's this for a parlay, Jimmy? Newcastle, Manchester United, West Ham. You'd be rich. You'd be rich if that <laughs> one happened. Rich, and I don't think you're gonna win very much. I think you might. I think you might. Uh, and then Arsenal versus Leicester Sunday at three fifteen p.m. So I feel bad for you <laughs> because Why? because this is Leicester City. They have beat Manchester City and then go out there and put in two absolute duds. This is a 3-1 Leicester City win. Fuck you, Jimmy. They are going Again. to win this game because this is what they are. They are annoying. And they mm. only get up for the games. Right, they, This is what they're becoming again. You know, like right after they won the second season where it's like they were not as good, but they always were up for the big games. Yep. That's them again. I'm going 3-1 Leicester City. I'll go 2-1 Arsenal. I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think it's a victory. Uh, and then we're going to move on Monday to Brighton versus West Brom. I'm going to go 1-0 Brighton in this one. Oh, that's that's mean to them. 3-1. Neil Mape gets the goal. The enemy. Neil Mape. Oh, I was like, wait a second. What? Uh, and then we have Burnley. Wait, did I give a prediction? Yeah, 1-0. 1-0 Brighton. I'm sorry. You said 3-0. I, I said 3-1. Sorry, I was reading a text message. Very professional. Uh, Burnley versus Spurs. Um, I think Spurs right the ship. 2-0 Spurs. 4-0 Spurs. Ooh. Burnley get beat down. We hate Burnley. Uh, but anyways, Jimmy, that was a lot. That was kind of a long one. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but It feels long. I think it's just we, we didn't do it last week. We were a little I rusty. I know. But uh, anyways, Jimmy, before we go, why don't you hit them with the plugs? Yeah, I, I want to say one thing, too, before I do that. Um, if anybody, I don't know if anybody listens to the Total Soccer Show, considering how big their following is, you probably do. Probably saw about the news about Daryl Grove, which is really, really sad and terrible news. And that being the first soccer podcast I really got into, it made me want to do podcasting. Just want to say, you know, thoughts and prayers to him and his family. Um, to Taylor as well. Just really, really sad to see. Made me very depressed, and I cried for the first time for somebody I never <laughs> met in my life, having yeah. listened to that for like almost 10 years now. So I want to say, you know, everybody, thoughts and prayers to them. And if you listen to that show, please reach out to them and, you know, let them know that they're appreciative of what they do. Right. Um, I will still do the plugs and say follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Soccer Mostly. Email us, mostlysoccershow at gmail.com. And uh, as always, we will see you next week. Bye-bye.